Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. And first takeaway, they lost, but it could have been worse. Wow. And it could have been better. I, I, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. Just coming in with the negativity right away. No, that's actually a positive. I thought through 40 minutes, even against Pittsburgh and the Rangers, where they lost those games and they hung on and they were they were even ahead in some of those games. I thought they actually played better through 40 minutes tonight than they did in those games. And it felt tonight like, you know what? They're doing some things right here. They might actually win. Yeah. Unfortunately, the third period's where it kind of fell apart for him, and, and that's where the shots changed, chances changed. Uh, the game took a little bit of a different look, but even right to the buzzer again, it, there was still a chance. Absolutely. I mean, we saw effort from the team the whole time, I think. And yes, I agree. The third, they started to lose control, but it wasn't the same level of losing control like in that Pittsburgh game where it got, completely got out of hand. Um, and that last two minutes when Wedgwood was pulled and they had the extra attacker, I mean, any any of those, like if Keller didn't go over the net on that shot, like this game could be an overtime right now. I mean, you look at that in that last stretch, Keller misses the empty net off the great shot by Chikrin. Kraus misses an attempt. Schmaltz misses the rebound on the on the Kraus chance. Any of those look good. Allmark was really good tonight. Like he, yeah. He Usually we're talking about the Coyotes goaltender keeping their team in this. Um, Allmark was good. And the third period, just in that stretch, I mean, you talk about the first 15 minutes of the third period, the ice was tilted and it was all Boston. And then it was all Wedgwood who made great saves on Halla and Marshawn on the breakaway. And he made some great saves. He had the pasta, Pasternak waited him, waited him, waited him, and uh, still gets his glove on it. So the goaltending in the third period was outstanding to keep the score at, at 2-1. But one thing the Coyotes did tonight that I that I thought and knew, I, I'm I'm really guilty at being hard on this team for the way they defend and and how they are at protecting their house and being around their goaltender and giving up chances. This might be the best they played in the first 40 minutes at defending their net front. I thought their sticks were good. I thought they kept Boston to the outside, and this wasn't a case of of the where we saw in New York or in Pittsburgh where those teams didn't kick it up yet. I, I thought Boston played well and. Arizona just defended well. They got the pucks out of the zone quick and clean. They bumped it off the glass and out. They defended well. Good sticks, good net front. Honestly, the best house protection I've seen probably all season. Unfortunately, in the third Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh, Boston black found and, another black match. And gold. <laughs> I know. Boston found another, uh, another gear and had two or three good scoring chances. Wedgwood stood tall and kept him in the game. It was a really good hockey game. It was. And I will say I, I was entertained. I was bought in. I felt like we saw amazing effort from the Coyotes. And, and again, we just talk about that's what we want to see. Everyone in the comments is saying, you know, like if you're if you're going to lose a 2-1 close game, that's the kind of game that I'd rather watch a loss than like a 7-4 blowout. You know, yeah, and and it was it wasn't one of those games where you know, we've seen Vimelka make forty six saves and keep a minute, and you go, oh my gosh, the, the Coyotes didn't have a chance, but Vimelka was great. The Coyotes had a chance here; like they, they had some offensive push 
throughout this game. And I thought there were looks for almost from the very beginning. Kessel had a shot right away. And you know what? Chikrin, I think he ended up with 12 attempts at net tonight. Um, he was really making an effort to make an offensive appearance tonight. But yeah, I, I thought I thought Keller was good. Kraus, Schmaltz gets another goal. That's his third in, in three games. He's up to five goals now. And I, it's funny, I, I talked about Schmaltz last game gets two, and I, and I just said, "Hey, he's got to do it again against Boston. He's got to, you well, know, he hasn't been he consistent in his career." And so let's see it again. Let's see it again Friday, and he did. So he's answered it. So, you know, I, I'm tough on this team, and, and I want to praise them when they do things well. Uh, good on Schmaltz. He had a chance at the end to to tie it. I thought he he played well tonight. Keller did. They defended well. All of the things I've been hard on them for in the past few weeks, I thought they had a much better hockey game today, even though they come up on the short end of the stick and lose 2-1. to one. Definitely. Well, here's our nightly super chat from Monsieur Stalin. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Brad Marchand is wash up, claims to be the best player in the world, and can't score a goal on the Coyotes' backup goaltender. Get him on his bike. We can always depend on you for your – Take wow. Mazir Stalin. Wow. Thank you so much. Bringing the positivity. We, we will be talking Marshawn. about Marshawn later when Craig gets here because we have stuff to say. Leah but, has a lot of thoughts on Brad Marshawn. And this is uh, a good Boston Bruins team. Let's, let's make no mistake. Is. This is a team. When you see Pittsburgh and you've seen the New York Rangers in the last two, I put this team right there with them. If if either Allmark or Rask can, can defend the net as well as what we see in Shesterkin, um in in the Rangers. This team's right there. I mean, I yeah. think they're deep enough. I think they've got <clears throat> defensemen that can move the puck well and get offensive opportunities. And now, after they took Pasternak off the top line and moved him with Hall on the second line. That line was dangerous tonight. The, every time I can't believe that's the their second line. I know. And, and isn't that scary? Like they're, they're the best line on most teams. And then you go to the third line. That's You got Louis DeBrusque. Or not Louis DeBrusque. Jake, <laughs> Jake. DeBrusque. Sorry. Sorry, Louis. Well, wrong uh, generation. Um, but that's a that's a line that's going to make an impact when games get a little bit grittier and a little bit tougher down the stretch and into the playoffs. I like the way this team is built. I think they make they they make their way into the playoffs. And if they can get in, honestly, anything can happen. Absolutely. Well, we talked about, you know, the third period causing some lopsided numbers, but up until then, um, pretty consistently even. Sean, let's pull up tonight by the numbers. Um, honestly, the shots ended up pretty even. Boston had 38 to the Coyotes, 32. Um, Boston outshot Arizona 9-8 in the first, but the Coyotes actually outshot Boston 14-12 in the second. So um, great to see them win. Well, I guess the Bruins scored in that period, but great to see the Coyotes come out on top shots-wise in a period. And again, the power play, um, Coyotes penalty kill once again, not 100% successful, which has been costing them in games and haven't been able to capitalize on the power play. Thoughts, PD? PD, if you're speaking... Well, we're talking about this team in the first 10 games. They were not able to um, kill any penalties. They killed three out of four against one of the best power plays in the league. So let's give them that. Uh, on the shots, through two periods, Coyotes were leading the shots 22-21. So they're in the hockey game. This is not a lopsided goalie. This is, they played well. Third period at one point, shots were 17-3 to in favor of Boston. Uh, the last two minutes after they pulled the goalies where you saw the Coyote shot totals really jump up. Um, so the third period, I still got to... You know, the first 18 minutes, I really got to put in the favor of the Boston Bruins. But we talk about it show after show after show after show. This team's margin of error is so small. They can't make mistakes. And secondly, they can't go to the penalty box. And this is the third game in a row where the penalties change the momentum of the game and ultimately the outcome. And it's a penalty by Goss despair. And then, you know, Boston scores on the power play. And that's the game. Yep. And... The Bruins have the sixth best power play in the league, and the Coyotes have the 31st penalty kill. So not a great matchup. Also, yes, I am drinking water. Sorry, everyone. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, and Leah, thanks for – like I thought you were ignoring me when we had to buy the numbers up. I, I, I had to adjust my chair, so I turned my mic off, and I, I was talking. I thought you were just blown right by me. I'm like, there you go. That's okay. Just, just ignore me, Leah. Just completely talking over <laughs> you. I'm used to it. But no, I saw the little red light. My my bad. So no, I, I I think this is another one that that fans, coaches, players, media can can 
can grow from and take some real positives away from the first 20 games. There were games. There was nothing to take away. And I said it last week, is there any positive as this one ended? And I said, no, I think tonight there is. And I, I, I think there are some areas they need to clean up, but this is the best they defended. They broke out better. They were better through the neutral zone. I, I thought the power play movement was great. I thought their puck yeah. movement was great. They had looks on the power play. They Kessel, just didn't Kessel the looked phenomenal tonight. Yeah, I, I put my early Fast. vote in for Kess as the king of the game, but I just couldn't couldn't sway the rest of the committee. Well, that was early in the game before Wedgwood kept the Coyotes in the game. Spoiler. Um, but I just thought Kessel looked really fast. He had some great shot opportunities on the power play and just in um, five on five as well. So I, I noticed him a lot tonight. And when you watch him tomorrow, when you watch him on the power play, when they're playing the Buffalo Sabres and 81s on the power play, watch how he passes that puck. He passes it hard. There was a pass in the in the third period where he's passing across ice and he just zips it. And you can hear that just a snap as it as the, the player receives it on the other end. I think it was Chikrin as he went across ice. Man, does he pass that puck hard. So, so notice that on the power play. Like he hits those seams and he's able to get it through and under and around sticks only because he's putting so much heat on that pass. So I thought he looked great tonight, and I thought he had chances. There was a chance in the second period where he had a shot. He followed it up with a rebound off the pad. I thought he was going to get one tonight. I thought he looked thought good. So, so there too. are takeaways tonight to carry into tomorrow. Veggie's going to get the start. Can he Can he put two back-to-back goaltending performances between Wedgwood and Veggie? Wedgie and Veggie? Let's hope so. Um, this is a the, – this – Buffalo team is, is going to limp in here with their goaltending troubles they've had. Yeah, the, they don't, they don't, might not have a goalie. Tomorrow night. I'm and slightly I concerned. heard Craig was asking. I heard Craig asked if he. BD, are you ready to strap on the pads? Are you this using the e bug? Craig brought his gear to, to the rink today, I heard. It was in the trunk. Just oh, yeah. in case. Just in are, case. Are you guys the e bug one and two in Arizona? No. Or Espo. Espo for e bugs. I, I like Espo's chances better than mine. Espo's out of town. Otherwise, I would say 100%. Yeah, there are some rumors that they might need e-bugs tomorrow for the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, my God. Well, I guess let's get to it then because Wedgie did have a great performance tonight, and he is our DraftKings king of the game. 36 saves, .947 save percentage. Uh, Like you said, he had some big moments in tonight's game. Um, One that stood out to me was that save on Pasternak. Um, just a great performance by Wedgie, you know, after having some not great showings recently from him. So I'm sure this one felt, you know, I know it's a loss, but I'm sure it just felt good to get his feet back under him for this one. Yeah. And as we've said all along, is it a loss though? They, they, they played against one of the best teams in the league, a playoff team. They played them to a one goal game with a goalie pulled chances to tie it and they stay in the tank watch and the battle for right still is there and <laughs> all things are rosy. I, I don't well, know I I'm, mean, for us, sure, but I mean, for the players themselves. Oh, yeah, for the players, right. And, and you look yeah. at Wedgie, you, that third period, he made three lights-out saves for me. Like the hollow one in the in the slot, the pass across, that's unreal. First, it's a great pass by Pasternak, but what a save he makes on Halla, the Marchand breakaway, um, where he gets a leg on it, and, and the one you talked about, the Pasternak one, where he just gets a by him. So, deservedly, he is the king of the game. It's good to see him get his game back. He kind of struggled his last few starts out. Um, and now he's got all his coyote gear, and I think that's that's the best game he's played with the new mask. Um, so maybe he's yeah. going to start putting this together, and they're going to need two goalies playing well down this this next set of games. They play a lot of hockey after the All Star break. They're going to jam a lot of games in. They're going to need two goalies to be able to carry this load. Um, so it's good to see him having a good start and, and playing well against a really good team. Absolutely. So we called it maybe not so much of a loss, obviously loss to the Coyotes. Let's see how the Coyotes did with PD's keys to tonight's game. See, I, you know, I don't know if you saw Twitter. So I, after you, the, 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 the PHNX account tweets this out, I followed it up with a little bit more backup because it's like, okay, they need to defend. No shit. Like, yeah, like they got to stop their top players. Really, you're, you're a hockey genius. So I, 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 I felt I had to back it up with a little more stuff. The reason they need to break out clean because if, if this team pursues the puck so hard 
in the offensive zone. They're stick on puck. They create turnovers to get pucks to the net. So it was important the Coyotes broke out, and they did that. And the same thing through the neutral zone. Boston back checks as well as any team in the league. You know, I, maybe I'll put Florida up as a little bit better, but they back check so well they got to get through the neutral zone. So I wish we could explain these a little bit more because it it it, it makes it look like yeah, no kidding. Um, but having said that. I thought they did all three of these things, and I thought they did all three of them really well. I thought they got out of their zone clean. They limited their turnovers. They played a really good hockey game, but as we've said, they have to play mistake-free, and the penalties what ended up costing them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's only so much we can fit on a graphic. You were called a... Um, Arizona hockey <laughs> yeah. media maven today yeah. on the broadcast. By Todd Walsh. I got to write the check. <laughs> Get that check in the mail to him for that one. Well, oh no, because we, gosh. you know what? These guys don't get to see all the hockey I get to see. I get to watch more and they want to know what, what I think and what's going on on the ice and how teams are playing. So, um, you know, try to help them be able to see the game a little bit better, just like I try to do here too. So it was nice. Todd yeah. said that. Todd's a good man and a good broadcaster. <laughs> Absolutely. Coffee's on me next time, I guess. <laughs> well, that Schmaltz goal in the first period, um, Gossesware had the assist. It was Gossesware's 20th assist of the season already. So um, yeah, he great played numbers well. for him. He played well. It's a resurgent. We've talked about he needed to have a resurgence here in Arizona, and I think he's done that. And I think he's he's been the Coyotes' best player on the defensive side of the puck. I mean, Keller, I think right now, if you had to name your MVP, it's Clayton Keller. Um, but Gostas Bears right there in second place and, and probably overall um, from the defensive side. So good on him. He's been able to turn his game around, and I think it was really important that he did that for this team at this time. If not for him, they'd be in a little bit of trouble. Absolutely, and you talked about Keller at the end there. Keller wanted it so badly. You could just see it on his face. He wanted it. Can you believe he Like he could not believe that he put that shot over the net. It's a tough shot. He's got to get it over the pad. Kraus is jumping. There's a lot of movement going on there. He's got to make an excellent shot to get that in the net. Talented enough player. He can do that. He just put it over the net. He airmailed it. And you, they showed the replay two or three times. And the dejected look on his face, he puts a stick down on his knees. You're like, oh, no. Even while the play was still happening, I he know. like went down dejected. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's had an all-star season. The all-star, we're, we're a week away week from away. the all-star break. And um, we'll get to see him play a little three-on-three hockey, and, and Craig will have to fill us in. Because he, how come he gets to go to Vegas and we don't? We can just get in the car and go. I guess we can just drive, right? There's no no rule saying I can't drive to Vegas. Yeah. I, I also heard, did you know the the NFL's All-Pro, or the, the Pro Bowl is the same weekend in Vegas? It's the same weekend? Yeah, in Vegas. Also in Vegas? Yes, also in Vegas. That's, that's a be, lot of athletes in Vegas. That's a lot of athletes and. I can bet a lot of betting. A lot Hi. of betting. A lot of betting going on there in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, man, because the Pro Bowl is always the week before the Super Bowl. But we're not quite there yet. It's championship weekend for the NFL. And this weekend, if you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX, um, counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can do same game parlay. Somebody in our members only Discord tonight um, did a same game parlay on the Suns game with like 10 different player combos and it ended up hitting and they won like $3,000. So just a lot of fun stuff you can do um, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and um, going into this weekend, into Sunday, into football, we're going to bring in Sean, who I might still be feeling sad from last Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. But Sean (laughs) is here to give us his DraftKings pick of the week. Sean, all right. Away. Obviously, I'm st- it's still heartbroken. We'll be heartbroken until the next football season starts. Um, but like my sweatshirt said, it's not all bad. I can win some money. <laughs> um, I learned my lesson from this last weekend: never to bet against the Chiefs and never to bet against Mahomes. So my lock of the week is Chiefs minus seven against the Bengals. Um, I think that they played the Bengals once this year. The Bengals beat them, but it was in Cincinnati, and it took like a generational performance from Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Don't think that's happening again. Um, and 
I don't know. I saw Chiefs, the Chiefs offense last week. It was unbelievable. So I like I told you all before the show, I already bet on the Chiefs to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, which you can do on. Oh, the my God. Wow, already? So I am uh, I'm, I'm riding with the Chiefs. I I feel like the, the only way I can get past the Bills losing is knowing that the team that beat them was the Super Bowl champion. So. All right. All right. Fair enough. I think it's a good pick, Sean. I think it's a good pick. I think so, too. Thank you, Sean, for your <laughs> DraftKings pick of the week. If you want to follow along with Sean's betting advice, you can do so on DraftKings. Just use the code PHNX when you sign up. Um, bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's 21 and over Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, PD, there's something that happened in this game that there's some confusion around, and I don't know if you have any clarity, but you might. (laughs) The fight between Roussel and McAvoy, they both got roughing minors, and then Roussel got an extra two. extra two. two. Why did they not each get five? And the only thing I can think of is McAvoy kept his gloves on, so it was probably a pushing and shoving match, which gets them both (laughs) the two. And then when Roussel drops the gloves and starts to fight, I don't think McAvoy was a willing participant in that. I think it was Roussel was looking for the fight. McAvoy was just protecting himself, and I think that's why he gets the extra two. I'd have to go watch it again. Um, I was kind of surprised that that they that they um, gave the extra two to Roussel, but when I saw the McAvoy still has gloves on, it's not uncommon if, if if only one guy's throwing them, the other guy's not, and he's trying to protect himself. That's probably why he got the extra two. Okay, I was just curious because I felt like I was seeing a lot of confusion on that one on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm, you know, as as we've shown over and over and over again on the show, I am probably wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and like, Spencer yeah. said, McAvoy definitely got pumped. McAvoy doesn't <laughs> want to fight there. McAvoy, no. McAvoy's not looking to fight. Yeah, um, JM said, I wish Roussel would have gone after Marchand. Yeah, Man. I think there's a lot of people that thought about that. I think there's a lot of that. And we'll get a talk about Marshawn a little bit later. Although I will say this before we get into the conversation about him, people can say what they want to about what he does off the ice. That kid can play. I mean, he, oh my he's god, one hell of a hockey player, and he helps that team win. Absolutely, he does things. Absolutely, he does. Well, um, just quickly getting away from Coyotes talk tonight. Um, ASU unfortunately lost four two tonight to Minnesota State. Um, they play them again tomorrow night, I believe. So yeah, it's tomorrow. It's a, tough, and it's a must tough win. Loss, yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, we talked to coach Greg powers. He felt they needed to get two wins. There would guarantee them, um, moving up in the pairwise rankings to get them a chance to, to be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I, you never say never if there's a win tomorrow and they can beat Minnesota state, who's the number one team in the country, they get that win. It might be enough to get them and propel them into the top 16 to make the NCAA tournament. They really needed to to sweep. And it's unfortunate because early this season, they just struggled out of the gate. And this is the team that should be in the tournament. They're playing better hockey in the second half. They just blew it in the first, which is just too bad. Yeah. And it is too bad because they had the early lead tonight as well. So hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow. Um, The Watts asked, how did Tucson do tonight? They unfortunately also lost, but they made it a close game at the end. They were down 5-3, made it 5-4 with just over a minute to go, um, but fell to Bakersfield, um, which, again, a bummer for them because I don't think they're where they want to be either. And actually, if you all missed it, um, PD and I had the chance to catch up with Tucson Roadrunners head coach Jay Verity, kind of the midway point of their season to check in with him on you know how he grades the team so far how he's dealt with all the call-ups the taxi squad the injuries the COVID everything like that Um, so we kind of got his his temperature check on the team and to be frank he's not pleased with Tucson's it's hard though and, and, and when you look across this the Arizona Coyotes roster and see how many players we anticipated playing for the Tucson Roadrunners, it, it's no wonder they're having difficulty down there. Barrett Hayton started the season down there. And I know we haven't talked about him for a long time, but Dyson Mayo played five games for Tucson. They're expecting him to be in the lineup every single night there. So you take away three of their top defensemen for most of the season. I mean, 
it, it, it's no wonder they are where they are. And, and I'll go a step further. It's a testament to what they're doing and what the, the whole purpose of the American League is, is to develop players to play here in Phoenix for the big club. And I think if you look through this season, they've done a great job because there's, yeah. you know, game after game after game, they're getting call-ups from that team that jump right in and contribute right away. So I, I know they're not where they want to be in the standings, but I think they've done a great job in doing what they're supposed to be doing with developing players to get ready Absolutely. to play in the national. And, and and Coach Verity did touch on that as well, just the individual development of certain players who are still in Tucson, but also players that we've all seen up here, players like Dyson Mayo, like you said, and JJ Mosier. And, you know, there's players on Tucson right now who Coyotes fans will see, if not this year, then in the near future, because they will be a part of the Coyotes future. So it's exciting. And let's hope. As part of the the Coyotes' future, they see a player like Shane Wright in their lineup. And, and if you go back to Tank Watch, I think it's been a pretty good 24 hours for the Coyotes. Not bad, Yeah, right? so the Kraken won last night. Um, and Ottawa lost, but they got a point in, in I think, shootout. a shootout. Yep. Montreal, unfortunately, lost, but um, otherwise pretty good. So we'll see with Buffalo coming in tomorrow night. Buffalo is... 13, 22, and 7. They're 6 in the Atlantic and 6, 10, and 4 on the road. Yeah, so, but, this, but with the Ottawa getting their extra point right now, Ottawa's 6 points up with 4 games in hand on the Coyotes. That's a lot of points right now with 4 games in hand. I mean, they get – and if it lasts at any indication, they get a point or two here or there. Uh, Ottawa and Seattle are – I don't want to say pulling away because that's aggressive, but they're they're definitely ahead. It's, it's a Montreal-Arizona tank watch right now. I, I would have never, ever, ever thought. I that. never would have thought that. In Montreal ever. with one win in their last 10. Coyotes have four wins in their last 10. How about that? And they ha- they lost a close one to a great Boston Bruins team tonight. So we love that. By the way, we got the Craig is in the elevator text. We did? So, yes, we did. How do you so, multitask like that? Okay, I we did. Yeah, so he's in the elevator, so he'll be joining us shortly. But um, like I mentioned before, we did another episode of Down the I-10 with Jay Verity. So the interview is on YouTube. It's also um, on audio wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're not subscribed to the PHNX Sports YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, PHNX Coyotes, be sure to follow, like, subscribe, leave us a review. All of that is super helpful. And I don't know if everybody caught the story yesterday, something about – um, the Coyotes possibly playing in ASU's arena next year. Um, so if and just, you know, if you didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, that slipped by as a Coyotes fan. <laughs> if, that, if that slipped by, um, you can check that out as well at gophnx.com. Um, that story is actually unlocked, so you don't have to be a member right now to access it. But if you want to access all of the other incredible stories, not just by Craig, by by everyone, become a member at gophnx.com. So many perks deals on merchandise right now members get 20 percent off all the sun shirts and the suns just won their ninth in the in a row tonight so suns are a wagon if you will lineup that team just keeps winning it's unbelievable so a lot of great exciting stuff happening here in the valley um and phnx has all of it covered so become a member hopefully we get a win tomorrow leah we need a win i think so um i I think sean 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 come back Sean is going to that game tomorrow night. Sean is going to the Buffalo game to see his hometown Sabres. His hometown Sabres. What do you expect, Sean? Coyotes, you mean? What do I expect? Um, I mean, (laughs) I expect the Coyotes to win because, like we were talking about, they're on their, like, 18th string goalie right now. Um, (laughs) Can you play goalie? I mean, I'm better than nobody at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I have a a few games of street hockey under my belt from back in middle school. (laughs) That might be enough. Maybe, maybe, um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't expect it to be a very pretty game, but I, I think that it's definitely one that the Coyotes should win. I mean, like I know the Coyotes are at the bottom of the standings, but especially tonight, they seemed like a good hockey team. Like they seem better than the other teams that are at the bottom of the standings. So I yeah, expect them I to agree. win this game. I'm going to agree with you, Sean. I felt yeah. like watching tonight I, and take this with a grain of salt, but there were moments where I, like they looked like a team with speed and skill moments. Yeah, but Absolutely. that's it. And when they do that and they put it together and move the puck, there's some good hockey players on this team. It's We've said it. This separates the teams like Boston and New York from the Coyotes is that high, high, high elite talent. And you know what? Buffalo doesn't have it either. Like Buffalo and Arizona are very similar in the way they're built. 
but Buffalo doesn't have any goaltending right now. And yeah. I, I, if Veggie can put up a performance tomorrow, I don't see, I don't see Buffalo coming out of here with a win. I think yeah. that's the first Coyote win in, in, the, in the last six <laughs> days. So that's great. Um, you know, we'll keep an eye on the tank watch, but we do say this, Sean, if you are going to go and you're not going to work, which is fine because you can't work all the time. We do expect at least a couple tweets, pictures, something yeah. like we want to, oh, first of all, we want to make sure you're there. I'm a content creator at heart. Oh, there, will be, <laughs> there will be content created. Okay, oh my good. God. Cause we all will right. absolutely show it on the show. Oh Sounds my good. God. All right. Well, we're going to kick you out. Craig's calls. Craig's call. Man, that was my first time here for it. Well, you haven't seen it yet? Well, Never I've seen old. it. I've seen it, but I haven't been on a show where it's been used. That was so exciting. It never gets old. I love it. It's really good. Actually. I love it. So I got here. I was I was in the uh, the waiting room uh, just in time to hear you guys trolling Sean. It's yes. really nice of you. Yeah. All I heard was Petey say, I don't see Buffalo coming out of here with a win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, well, man, just something Sean has heard a lot in his life. Yes. <laughs> they teach you that at school, in grade school in Buffalo, don't they? That's right. That's um, right. But, but Craig, uh, we'll, we'll quick, because we won't, won't spend a lot of time on this game, because we've, we've talked about, I, I think it was a good game for the Coyotes. I think they, they had offensive opportunities. I don't think it was a goal. They had open had nets, Speedy. They had What's open that? nets. They had yeah. open nets. Oh. It, it, it's, they, they had the opportunity in the end to tie this game and send it into overtime. Absolutely did. I thought this is the best 60 minutes that they've put together in a long time. And the first 40, I thought they were better than the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I agree with you. That's, they just couldn't finish. They yeah. simply just couldn't finish tonight. They they went toe-to-toe with this team. And in some cases, in Antoine Roussel's case, more than toe-to-toe. <laughs> yeah. But they just they just couldn't finish. And, and we knew this was going to be a problem for them all season. They just they don't have the goal scores. So they have to create more chances than other teams. Too bad, though. It was a really good effort. And I thought... A really good response after that road trip where they, you know, they had stretches where they just collapsed against some elite teams and really didn't show much over the final three games of that trip. So I thought they responded tonight. Definitely. Craig, who did you talk to in post-game availability tonight? Shane Gostis Bear, Scott Wedgwood, who I just want to keep around for post-game quotes. If <laughs> no other reason, I just want him around for that because he's unbelievable. And then Andre Cherny, of course. Any takeaways well how did how did they feel about the performance because from our end it felt like we've just said it felt like a good effort they just couldn't yeah. get it done i think they all felt the same way it sort of backed what we just talked about how they they really responded they thought they went and played even with with a really good team a team that's hot in a, a great division and they just couldn't finish but uh it was definitely a, a much better effort than they showed and, and listen even in the, on the road trip remember the rangers game and the pittsburgh game there were stretches where the coyotes really good like the way they started against the rangers we thought wow they, they might get a win at msg and they just collapsed so it was about you know it's the proverbial 60 minute effort and they i thought they had it tonight craig are you going to be the e-bug tomorrow night for buffalo you mean yeah yeah <laughs> i thought you might crazy, get the start man. tomorrow it's great. What is it with the Sabres when they, you know, why why can't they figure out the goaltending situation? <laughs> this is why unbelievable. It, I mean, like, during the last take season, by the way, Don Maloney was here tonight and we were talking about the last take season and how Buffalo basically just traded away a goaltender every time they won a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good strategy. Now the other side is, oh, oh he's, he's injured. He's, he's in COVID. You can use these excuses. It's unbelievable with the Sabres and I'm kind of with you, Petey. I don't. I don't see any way that Buffalo wins that game tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, if if the Arizona Coyotes play like they did tonight, I think this gets them their first win in, a, in the last three games. I, I really yep. do. I, I yep. think they look good tonight. They deserved a better fate. They deserved to go to overtime in this one and and see where where the chips fall from there. But I thought they played really well, and I thought they defended as best as they've defended possibly all season. I, I yeah. thought they protected the house better. Um, Wedgwood had to make big saves, but the first two periods, there were no second opportunities. There were no big, he made the big first save, but there was no second one. Like, oh shit, like the ones that we've we've yeah. seen all season with this team. So I, I really credit the, the Coyotes defending tonight was much, much better. 
there was a lot of talk about that glove save that he made, uh, you know, and, and we're both former goalies. So we know you got to play those up. You got to make it look good. But he admitted it too. He's just like, yeah, it was just, it really wasn't that hard to save. It's pretty much right <laughs> into the glove and I was falling forward. <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, I, I said to him, man, maintain the illusion. You got to yeah. maintain the illusion. He goes, it's the hardest save I've ever made. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you have it yeah. folks, right from his mouth. Yeah. And Craig, you uh, mentioned to Petey and I earlier and tweeted it out. There were a lot of scouts at this game. Oh my God. Yeah. And listen, the Buffalo guys, a lot of those guys are advanced scouting, but yeah, there are a lot of scouts. I even, I was walking past, uh, Bill, Bill Armstrong calls me the vulture. Um, <laughs> that's his new name for me. <laughs> and I, I walked past him. I was like, a lot of scouts speaking of vultures, Bill. And he just said, yeah, it's, it's crazy <laughs> how many scouts there were in the building tonight. And obviously you know why. Yeah, oh my God. And, and that's this team's going to be a seller. And we've said there's, and it's you know you talk about their top end talent, but you got to look to their bottom six too. Those are the guys that 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 good teams need to fill spots. Not, you're going to be surprised at who who gets attention at this trade deadline. It's not going to be just Phil Kessel mm-hmm. and Jacob Chikrin. That are Phil Kessel that. was really good tonight, by the way. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know what you guys thought. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Sorry. He no, was you're good. good. Zip in the puck run. I thought he had more he opportunity. Did. He jumped. Uh huh. Yeah, he, he looked good. And again, if he does that tomorrow. Maybe he looked at the scouting list, buddy. What's that? <laughs> Maybe he looked at the scouting list. He's like, opportunity here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scouts? That's a slap shot reference. Sorry. Yeah, you're yep, too young. Yep. I've seen slap shot. You have? Yes. Scouts? Anyway. Anyway. Well, Can we Craig, talk about some of the other fun stuff? Yeah. So, Craig, sure. there were a few topics that we were saving for you. Oh, great. Um, and one of I the think ones... I know one of them. By the way, Leah, your, your neighborhood seems very quiet tonight. I know. It does. There was, a, there was a loud one right before we went live. I think they just got it out of the way. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> right. Friday night, not as much. But uh, Brad Marchand, um, oh. known around the league as being – a pest, if you will, um, both on the ice and on the internet. And lately he's been on a tear on the internet. And when you published your story yesterday about the Coyotes in talks with ASU to share the 5,000 seat arena, this was Brad Marchand's take. Well, the only way they get 5,000 fans at their games now is if they give 4,500 away for free. So it wouldn't change much. Who wants to go first? Zing. Uh, listen, a lot of players may feel that way. And, and if you if you think about hockey-related revenue, I can see why players might be upset. And that has been his rampage of late, talking about hockey-related revenue. Um, when you're playing in a, a stadium that small, an arena that small, you're not going to have a lot of revenue, and that's going to impact all the players. So I get it. it it's almost like... Brad Marchand just says the quiet thing out loud often. And I don't know. Look, look I'm all for players speaking their minds. I'll be the first one to say, I don't want bland quotes. I don't want like cliches. I want somebody to take a stand. I'm not sure how good a look it is for Brad Marchand to be tearing down the game, though. And he's been doing it a lot lately. So that might be something that someone says to him at some point. Yeah, uh, it's it's a difference between – like trying to get a little bit of fun in the game and saying some funny comments to get a little attention. Yeah. Agreed. And the, the, this game needs personalities. This game needs that humor. I mean, look at, look what they do on TNT every Wednesday night and people are loving Bissonette and the coyote hat. I mean, people want that. I just don't know at at what expense, like there's You got to walk that fine line. Um, And I'm not sure. I don't think his intent was to offend Coyote fans, even though that's exactly what he did. You don't? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think I'm not he, so sure. Honestly, I think he's just trying to be funny, and I do think he's getting at the HRR. I think he's talking about the revenues. I think that's where yeah. he's ultimately trying to put the shot on it because that's where the players are most concerned. They're most concerned mm-hmm. with their pocketbook. So yeah. I think that that – I don't know him. I've heard, and you know people that know him, that have said wonderful things about him away from the ice. Yeah. But – I've had great interviews with him too. Very personable. Yeah. But I got to be mindful. There, there's that. And then as a content creator, just like Sean DePaz, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. it wasn't even creative. That tweet wasn't even, I mean, it, I, it's, I, it's I, it's this, he could have blended in with any of the eggs. 2000 other idiots yesterday. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, at least it means I could sell out. Wow. Did you, how long did you think about that? 
ultra creative tweet before you put it out, right? You're building your brand with that one. I mean, I, I, I want to trip some of these people, but I just I just ignore them because it's just so dumb and so cliched and so boring. Yeah. Really, that's all you came up with. And so, I was a little disappointed that's what Brad, Brad Marchand came up with. But I you're know. right. It's hockey-related revenues, too. That's so, that's That's been his mission lately. We have a super chat here from Ruler14. Hey, guys, I missed the game because I was at the Suns. Good. They, they had a good win tonight. <laughs> um, did anyone mess the rat up? No. Also, I love the idea of playing at ASU. Excited that Morello is committed. Us too, Ruler. And my take on the Marshawn tweet is similar to what you both just said, but I'm all for personality. I'm all for getting people talking and being a little towing the line. It's one thing if you come for the Coyotes because they're second to last in the standings or, you know, you anything that's like that. But just don't involve the fans in that. And that's insult. Like you said, it just every other original, like, yeah. Stupid comment that you get on Twitter every day, and when you're a Coyotes fan or a Coyotes reporter, it's just so unoriginal and it's insulting. And also um, ignorant, ignorant of the market. Yeah, like and a, if you just if, like superficial understanding of yes. what's happening. And here. if you have yeah. if you have an issue with the revenue, whatever, then say that, but don't make it about the lack of fans. That's just so unfair to me. And and this is what I said before the show, and this is what Sean said today on the Daily Sports Report. It's like he should be uplifting the game and trying to yeah. grow the game not tearing it down so yeah, i agree with that yeah that is that is my take well we're on that uh, you, you know you said nobody took him down i mean look look at what lawson Krause did to him with that horrendous tripping penalty on him <laughs> oh like, that you mean that was, the dive that was one of the worst calls i've ever seen i mean first of all like if, if you're gonna call something i don't know how you got a trip out of it Krause pushed him and he yeah. fell over. Like, okay, uh, you got to get more creative with the call than tripping. That was a, yeah. You look at Andre Turner on the bench. Call. He was really oh, disappointed. Oh, livid! <laughs> yeah, definitely disappointed in that. But Craig, the the comment separate from what Brad Marchant said, I think this gives you an opportunity to add a little bit more to the story that you reported yesterday about what you know we're we're talking about what the seating capacity of this building is going to be you've talked about Elliot Friedman saying it's going to be much less could you address what what, what yeah. you know about that yeah and and in fairness to Elliot he said it could be he's heard it could be as low as 3200 i don't think it's going to be 3200 i really don't but what i would say is any suggestion about what seating capacity will be at ASU right now is premature there's there are way too many variables at play and they don't have an agreement yet and they haven't gotten in there to examine everything, look at all the possibilities yet. So it's pointless to be talking about what seating capacity could be right now. We'll figure out that out a little later. Look, there are some things that you need to think about. I think their press box seats 28. To me, when I'm what am I at these games other than tonight, of course, when we had like that many scouts, most games for the Coyotes, you can seat all the press and the scouts in 28 seats. That's not a problem. They have a broadcast booth, but it's small. You've got away and home TV and radio. They got to figure out where they're putting them. You need more cameras in ASU than you would for division one college hockey. So you may have to take up some spaces for that as well. There's a number of considerations, but then there's like the party deck. I don't know if they could add temporary seats there to make up for it. Again, there are just way too many variables right now to be talking about what seating capacity. There it is. See, there it is. That was well-timed. Okay. <laughs> it's way too early to be talking about what seating capacity will be at ASU. But look, it's going to be small, right? Whatever it is, it's going to be small. But to throw out a number at this point, I'm not going to do it. I will have sort of a breakdown on where the different uh, seating areas are and how much each <laughs> holds at some point soon in the notebook. But again, tap the brakes on what capacity will be. Yeah, and I think there's so many more details. And and one of the comments earlier is let's take this as a positive, as a commitment to staying in the Valley, and let's start with that. Let's worry about all of the other details and monies involved in buildings and constructions and just they're staying. Let's let's take that as that's a huge win that they're staying here and we don't yep. have to talk about it right now. And we'll deal and they're with they're partnering with ASU. They're partnering yeah, we'll with, deal with the rest later. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, a couple more topics I want to make sure we get to before we head out. And this one, Craig um, texted us earlier, and it has to do with the entertainment at the NHL All-Star Game. <laughs> um, Machine Gun Kelly. 
Craig literally sent this photo this morning and said, we need to talk about this. Like, what do we say, though? What what does anyone have to say? But first of all, look at that photo. (laughs) I think... (laughs) Go ahead, Petey. I know. I thought got? that was your. I thought that's the top of your Spotify list right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know who that was when we first it, talked about it. It's okay. It, it's, the, the entertainment. He's, at I think it's a pretty good get. He's playing okay. in Coachella. But, he's but, he's big right now. He and uh, Megan Fox just got engaged. They drank each other's blood when they did. <laughs> oh, and who doesn't? You are. <laughs> <laughs> that's a win oh, wow. <laughs> i just want to talk about yeah. somebody making a splash online <laughs> that's him so, so if you're gonna have a, a face that's gonna attract attention from people who might not be nhl fans that's I'm for it. okay but what, what do they play here's how yes i wanted I harry styles Thank when you. do they play like at that intermission thing where all the players come out and kneel and watch him play he's gonna be at center ice or is it just part of the festivities or we don't know I, I don't know, Petey. I probably won't be paying attention like the to Super that. Bowl. Well, Craig, Craig, you're going to be there. Come on. I will be at the All-Star up. game, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be watching Machine Gun Kelly perform. I bet, I bet <laughs> you turn not. into a fan. Probably We'll not. see. The drive home, that's all. You'll have it on repeat. Um, but but you talk about the Super Bowl entertainment, too. Like, And they hype that for months, six months, on who's going to play at the halftime at the Super Bowl. Isn't that just right. the time when everybody gets their snacks, goes no. to the bathroom, go, hey, when's the game? I no? think a lot of people watch the Super Bowl halftime show. Isn't that when you like, flip over to the Puppy Bowl? When, when it was here, when uh, Katy Perry played here, the media got an unbelievable vantage point of of that concert. It was actually really cool when it was, uh, you know, right next door at uh, what was once University of Phoenix Stadium and is now State Farm Stadium. But that was pretty cool, actually. Okay. That halftime show was unbelievable. I'm Do you the, guys I'm know that minority. I went to a Super Bowl? I didn't. No response. I didn't hear you said that. <laughs> Pete just nodding, pretending he knew what I said. Yeah, I went to the 2008 Super Bowl and I saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, seriously? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep, Wait, what was, what was 2008? Where was that? Here. Giants. Oh, okay. Patriots. Oh, okay. Well, I was there for that too. Oh, <laughs> I've, covered that. The, I've covered the Super Bowls here and then one at uh, Jerry World. Um, I was 12. Wow. That's, that, <laughs> was, that was unnecessary. You did not need to do that. Oh, see, okay, there it is. And by the way, speaking of that, though, it's someone has a birthday coming no, up. We're gonna add another notch 24 to that. And, and hours. That, how nice saying. of us to cross 2,500 followers just as I celebrate a birthday. Absolutely. Birthday. So, so guys, that brings wow. up a great point. We are letting the people decide which. IPA Craig should drink. We put it out on Twitter. So if you don't follow us at PHNX underscore coyotes, head over, reply to the tweet. Um, there is a tweet explicitly asking, and we will sort through them, go through all the top recommended ones, and put out a poll. And this is happening ah. in studio next week. So can I ask a question, Leah? What yes. if we get like 50 different recommendations? How do we do the poll then? Because I did see a lot of repeats there. I saw a lot of different possibilities. People have a lot of opinions about IPAs. They really do. We I had an old hockey teammate who lives back in Mass saying he's going to send me one. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I hope I hope we get like a top three that we could actually do a poll. Otherwise, this is going to be we'll have to make If not, I'll decisions. just choose. Yeah. Oh, I'll, great. Yeah, I'll like just that. make some moves. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a giant IPA it. fan ever either so it's okay well i'm looking forward to it so pd are you an ipa guy i'm not a huge ipa guy okay, but I'm this in. is good Wait, i'll drink one alongside of you i'm Craig. not anti-ipa pd will you I'm also drink anti-IPA. one <laughs> wait leah what will i Do have, I have a to beer? twist your arm will i have a beer after the game on tv <laughs> after they play the colorado avalanche <laughs> <laughs> jeez i don't know let's see don't but think that probably, one's gonna go great yeah, probably will <laughs> all right well get all out right. there and vote people yeah, get out there and get the get. And sincerely, you're like, we, it's going to be punishment for Craig, no matter how, how what the IPA is. So let's speaking let's of that, PD, one. and and I still don't believe you're going to dance when it comes to yeah. it when we get to three thousand <laughs> followers. But uh, a, a couple of people in the press box did note to me tonight that Leah really should get punished at some point when we hit another number, and and getting to ride, you know, drive a drift car at a raceway <laughs> is not punishment. Come on, that is not a punishment. That's a Tuesday for Leah. Okay, fine. So tweet that at us too. At PHNX underscore Coyote. I feel like it could be more like a dinner for two with, you know, 
one of our favorite fans on social media. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm letting that one go, Craig. Okay. <laughs> All right, never mind. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> just tweet us whatever you think at PHNX underscore coyotes or uh, mention us in the Discord if you're a member, our members only Discord. We're in there every day chatting. Um, so love to talk to everyone in there. So if you have suggestions both for the IPAs or for what my milestone Twitter follower punishment should be, let me know that too. So yeah, please please let us know that actually. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, my DMs I- are open. Okay, you heard him. Um, any anything else that you want to talk about tonight, either about this game or current events? Current events. <laughs> I, I think uh, there'll be plenty more to write about the arena. Listen, this this could uh, this could all come together pretty quickly. So we'll see. I have heard that this could be on the Board of Regents agenda on February 10th, which is really soon. So that is very soon. Yeah, less than two weeks away. And so. Yeah. It- well, I'll say this, and I'll pump some tires around here too. So if you're listening, you probably already have been here before with PHNX. But I will say this, when things like that happen, when things like that happen, when there's a re- story about the arena or there's anything interesting to talk about trades or players or hirings or firings, tune in here because Craig's going to have it first, and you'll get to hear about it here on PHNX. So I know... Craig, you don't need any more advertising because you got more followers yep. than the rest of us. I won't team. break the internet anymore. Yeah, or break the website. <laughs> Craig breaks the internet. That should be that's actually something a book. Craig breaks the internet. <laughs> you guys, do you see these suggestions? Well, no. In the comments. You gotta read them. Go ahead, read something. Okay. Um, Leah has to wear ASU gear at the U of A campus. Leah has to wear a team USA jersey for the women's gold medal game. Lee has to wear the PHX Sun Devil shirt for a show. Yard work for Petey or Craig's wife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah. Clearly, Leah that's a little less unsuitable. That, that, that was at the top month? of the list right now for me. I don't for know. a month, I have to wear <laughs> Oh, this is good. These yeah. are good. Sorry, Lee, you're not touching my yard. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's no right. Wow. I know. I don't want to step on any that. toes. I don't yeah. want to step on any toes. Well, well I, I, at least there's some suggestions, Leah, because I have to agree here. You've been kind of getting off scot free, so I'm you looking know forward to it. It's I'm looking forward to Tuesday. We've got somebody's birthday maybe coming up tomorrow, so that could be good. We could be talking about a Coyotes win, which we haven't done for almost <laughs> a week, so that could be yeah, fun, too. could be fun. And we've seen the rest of our staff at a bar in Denver. In Denver. We didn't get the invite. Yeah, I know. I know. More and more people I see. I watched another show earlier today. I watched the Cardinal show and Frank's there. So if, I know everyone's going. We missed miss the invite. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm dying at these suggestions. All right. We got to wrap this up before it gets too out of hand. Like we said, follow everyone on Twitter. Um, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend. Sign up using the code PNX if you haven't. It's the last weekend with multiple NFL games, so this is your chance to get those bets in. And tonight's game marked the beginning of the second half Woo-hoo. of the season, so let's see it. Woo, we made a little bit of it's progress. It's 40 to go, baby. 40 to go. We got it. Let's go. <laughs> well, you guys, we will be back here tomorrow night after the Sabres-Coyotes game So join us live here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. And until then, we will see everyone tomorrow night. Have a good night, everyone.